Hey, before we get to the bullshit, quick reminder, follow us on Instagram at listen to this why you shit. Follow us on Twitter at listen and shit. And if you have the time, go over to our Apple podcast page and give us a rating review, whether you love the podcast or you hate the podcast. Tell us why you hate or love it. Thanks for listening. Let's get to the bullshit. Back to another episode of the Listen to His White Shit podcast, the home of Potty Mouse, the fastest growing podcast in the history of podcasts. Do not Google that. That is a fact, though. Who are you going to believe, nigga? Me or Google? The motherfuckers are mining your data right now as we speak. Be afraid of them. <laughs> Once again, I'm your host, Dom Sharp. Back at it again with some new content to knock over your fucking head. That record I just played. That was Not My Bro of Little Yachty's Little Bo album. If you're wondering, Dom, why are you playing Little Yachty? That's a great question, astute listener, astute viewer, or listener of this podcast. Now, if you remember, well, if, if, if you listen to this podcast, you remember that um, right before I went on my little hiatus, I said that I was going to talk about um, Little Yachty's album. And I never got around to it because the world turned to shit. And I was like, I can't talk about that shit. Bigger things to talk about in the world. But and it's now it's time to talk about it. But I decided that I wasn't going to talk about just the album. Even though his album is a good album, I enjoyed the album. Um, I think it's a bigger story around Little Yachty that I want to just talk about a little bit. Present to the public. So let's go back to the summer of 2016. The summer that we all remember. we all remember for whatever reason. For whatever reason, everybody has the same memory, and that's the one summer that sticks out to all of us. Now, I have a few guesses as to why this is the summer that we remember so fondly. Number one, that's summer that views drop. Now, love or hate it, all of us danced to one dance in controller. All of us was whining and grinding to one dance. Love it or hate it. Also, this was the first summer that a lot of people inside our age group became adults. This is the first summer where our friends got cars, we got cars, we graduated from high school, we were outside with no limitations for the first time as adult people. Also, 2016 is home to one of the greatest double XL freshman covers of all time. Arguably the last cover that actually matters. 
before 2016 and up to 2016, the XXL freshman cover was something that people talked about in hip-hop. Every year there was a debate about who should be on the cover, who should, who, is it going to be this artist, that artist, this artist, that artist. It was coveted. Artists actually wanted to be on the cover. So you look at the 2016 cover, you see some of the names that's on there, you realize why it's one of the best covers of all time. Think about it. Little Uzi's on that cover. He sold almost 300,000 records with Eternal A Take and then doubled back the next week with basically another album, which he just called it Deluxe. But it's a whole second album and almost sold 250,000. Lil Dicky's FX show just wrapped his first season not too long ago and had people raving about it all season long. Kodak Back, who's a fan favorite, Free Kodak. 21 Savage was on that cover. All these names, just to name a few, that are still relevant in today's hip-hop was on that XXL freshman cover. But it was one person that I left off that listing. One person who, if you would have asked me four years ago, who's going to be a superstar of this XXL freshman cover, I would have told you. His name is Little Yachty. Little Yachty, who had his biggest song before the cover, which was One Night, showed a lot of crossover ability. One Night spent 22 weeks on Billboard and peaked at number 18, but even before he got to Billboard, he proved himself to be an internet darling with one of the first meme songs. Like, meme songs are big now with Little Nas X and, like, other artists who make songs that are memes. But One Night was a meme song. It was a song that we heard on memes. Like, yo, what is this song? Little Yachty had black Twitter in the pop world in the palm of his hands. And after the release of his first project, Little Boat, we were expecting nothing less from him. The album became the soundtrack to summer 2016, along with views and Love is Raised by Little Uzi and a whole bunch of Lucy that Little Uzi dropped. That became the soundtrack to 2016. All things were looking out for Little Yachty. At the summer songs 2 dropped later 2016, we were all looking at Yachty for his next big single. But in the time, in the end, in the meantime, in between time, Little Yachty seemed to solidify seemed to solidify himself as a legit pop star. He was doing commercial with Target and Sprite. The Little Yachty brand had became markable outside of hip-hop. The red hair and the baby girl beads was what every big company wanted to use to sell their product. Yachty became the face of the youth, even calling himself the king of teens. And he became the poster child for every old head who hated the state of hip-hop at that time. He became the guy that, oh, hey, look at, look at a Yachty nigga. That kid sucks. He became that. And he took that on begrudgingly. And in 2017, he dropped his first studio album, Teenage Emotions. Now, I was outside when that album came out. I was outside. The album was not received well. <laughs> not, not by fans, not by us. Critics didn't like it. Nobody liked that album. Now, the album sold 4,600 first week, but that doesn't mean anything. That project had 21 songs. This was the beginning of the streaming games where artists were like overloaded projects with a bunch of songs because the more songs meant more streams. More streams meant more sales. But fans didn't like this shit from Yachty. This could be seen as the beginning of the downfall of Little Yachty. Now, he had albums after this with So Good. Yeah, albums after that, that's so good. That's so well. Like, for example, Lil Bo 2, so 6400 first week. Not too shabby. But he never had another song that made us look like, yo, here we go. 
He never had a song like One Night Again. He, not, he never had another album to make us pay attention like Lil Bo did. This is sad because his most recent album, Lil Bo 3, is actually really good. I like that album a lot. I think it sounds good. I think the music on that album sounds good. Now, massage for the fact that Yachty voice sucks, which I'm going to get to. The album's so good. Even though we'll only show 30,000 first week, I think that music sounds really good. And I think it shows growth and maturity. So why doesn't Little Yachty connect with the people the same way? I think Yachty is first team worst voices in hip-hop. I think Yachty sounds like he's gargling a handful of marbles at all times. I think Yachty sounds like he is eating a tub of peanut butter on every record. I think that sound was cute when he was doing like auto-tune lace ballads. But now that he pretty much left that style in the past and he's doing more aggressive rap shit, it doesn't sound as good. It sounds weird. And I love that. I, I love the new album. But I have to admit, the thing that I keep saying as I listen to it is, yo, Yachty voice sucks. Now, granted, as a hip-hop artist myself, I don't have the best voice. I don't have the greatest vocal delivery. I know I don't. Like, when I was a kid, I tried to do things where I made my voice deeper. Oh, I, I make it sound deeper. That didn't work. Now that I'm older, I lean into the idea that I have a higher pitch voice, and I just go with that. But Yachty voice just doesn't sound good. Yachty sounds like he's sucking on toes on every record. Yachty sounds like... He got a cigarette in his mouth, and he's trying to rap at the same time. I don't know why his voice just sounds so much. Like, we all heard the meme that he sounds like Evan Turner. Marathi sounds like a Muppet. <laughs> I'm be honest. I didn't write any of these down at this point. I'm just going in on Yachty's voice because Yachty's voice fucking sucks. Number two, I don't think QC gives a fuck about Yachty. I don't think QC will care about Yachty until Yachty gives them a reason to care. QC cares about who's making the money at the moment. Last year, 2019, you know who their big artist was? It was City Girls. Know why? Because City Girls were popular. City Girls sold well. This year, City Girls' album did not do well. Believe that, I believe they sold 30000 the first week. Get the fuck out of here, City Girls. QC's only Priority at priority at this moment is little baby. That's who they care about. Little baby, it's it seems like every everything little baby touch is gold. It seems like everything he touches, every record he gets on is gold. Little little baby is the only artist on QC that QC actually cares about. Number three, it's the marketing of little yachty. Little yachty, little yachty marketing himself as the king of teens. He even dropped the album called Teenage Emotions when he was three months away from no longer being a teen. Now that he's set to turn 23 next month, he put himself in a hole where people see him as a youth. He marking himself as a youth, and that's fleeting. People in his age group, people that was born in 1997, have graduated college. People that was born in 97 are starting their careers People that, have, are, that were born in 1997 are having families. Nobody cares about being a youth at his age group. 
if Yachty ever wants to see commercial success again, he has to show us what adult Yachty sounds like. Not Kid Yachty. And like I said, I love that little Yachty album. I love Lil Bo 3. I think the music sounds good. I think the album is too long. But I get it. People are tricking streams. You got to make the album longer. more Longer album. I mean, more streams. More streams. Need more sales. And I get it. But I don't want to hear 20-something songs from Lil Bo. That's, that's not what I want to do. I think Yachty should go back to making short, concise albums. Yachty should go back to making 14 song albums, 15 song albums, 16 at the max. But the 16 and 15 song should really be bonus tracks, records that came out beforehand. Yachty should not be giving us 20, 20, 20, 20 song long albums. That's, that's how I feel about Yachty. And Yachty needs, to tell, Yachty needs to show us that when he came into the game, 2016, he was 18, 19 years old. That's what he was. Yachty is now 23. Okay? Yachty needs to show us what 23 Yachty sounds, 23 Yachty sounds like. Because let me tell you something. Me and Yachty are the same age. Yachty was born in August 1997. I was born October 1997. The person I was in 2016 is not the same person I am in 2020. So I don't want to hear the same shit that I was listening to. I've grown as a person. So I expect Yachty to grow musically. And I think there's nothing wrong. I don't think that's I don't think that's wrong for me to say that I expect my artists to grow musically. Especially an artist who was as young as Yadi is to grow as an adult. He came, he came into the game a kid. Niggas been what a year at college and now you're 23 years old making millions of dollars. Tell us about that story. Talk to us about that. And I saw somebody listening like, "Yo, that's not what Yadi do. You can do it in that little flow he does." It's possible to talk about shit in the triplets, so don't give me that bullshit. You can, you can talk about shit inside that flow that everybody likes and make it sound good. It's possible. Yachty, do it. I'm talking to the Yachty's not going to hear this. He's not going to see this clip, but I'm talking to little Yachty directly. Give us adult Yachty. So... Here's a topic I've been writing for a little bit. Something I've just been thinking about. Because um, I am a guy who has been... Listen, let me tell you something. Listen to me, young buck. <laughs> I fuck a lot of bitches in my life. I said that last podcast in the same exact way. But I have. This is the facts. I stopped counting around like 20. And you looking at me like, are you ugly? I wasn't always as ugly. I used to be skinny and good looking, but I got fat because my ex broke up with me and I ate my emotions instead of going to a therapist and dealing with them. That's that's not the point. <laughs> but as a nigga who has had sex with a lot of women and been in a lot of friends with benefits type situation, I can tell you that friends with benefits does not exist. There's no such thing as friends with benefits. Friends with benefits is an idea created by men like myself who want to fuck women and not be committed to them. Men like me want the ability to fuck multiple women. And if the world has nothing else to offer, we can always come back to good old Shelly. We can always call good old Melissa at the end of the night. But there's always some kind of hiccup. Whether it's she wants to take the relationship to the next level, or she finds somebody who actually likes her and wants and does, and she just or 
Or sometimes she just don't want to fuck you no more. Don't get me wrong. As someone who has been in multiple friends with benefits type situations, it can happen, but not for long is my point. I put a cap on of like two months, two months max. Max. The number one issue is going to be communication, okay? And like, how is communication an issue? It's not like y'all won't tell each other what y'all want from the situation. Because if you're in a friends with benefits type situation, that's already been clearly outlined about what you want from the other person involved. But when I say communication is, so if you talk to her too often, him or her too often, and y'all build a great relationship, the other person's going to believe that there's hope for more. And if you don't talk to them enough, they'll start to feel used. And finding a sweet middle ground is really difficult of like, yo, I talk to you enough just to fuck you, but I don't talk to you enough to think that, oh, we're going to be a thing. Because that is really hard to do. I've been in friends with benefits type situations where we talk often and I start to believe that maybe we can be more. But sometimes she likes the arrangement. She likes getting dick chopped off once a week. We cuddle and then I leave. <laughs> she wants nothing more than that. But my male ego and my sense of entitlement believes, makes me believe that, oh, she don't want me? She don't want to be with me? Then fuck her. And now I'm ruining a good thing that worked for both parties just because I caught feelings. I've also been in reverse where we almost never talk and we just kind of drift apart from each other. Not because neither of us like, like didn't want to talk to each other because we just didn't hit each other up enough. So we just kind of stopped talking to each other. And you can't upgrade or demote anyone from the current position in your life. What do I mean by that? Let me explain to you. Let's say you have a friend and there's been some sexual tension between y'all in the past. The moment you decide to act on that urge, that relationship changes forever. Okay? You guys are no longer just friends because sex has been added to the equation. And y'all probably can't y'all probably can't be together. You know why I can't be together? Because y'all been too close. Y'all know each other dirt. She knows what you've done to women. You know what she's done to men. Y'all could never be together. Y'all can be fuck bunnies, but eventually it's going to blow up. Being fuck buddies is just like a star. It shines bright for a while, but eventually that star will blow up. So do I think that um, you can be friends with benefits? Yeah, for a little bit, not for long. By the way, if you're watching this video... I am sweating profusely because I got this Henny and I drank a little bit of it. Also, my fan isn't turned up loud because I think if I turn it up loud, y'all will hear it in the recording. And that doesn't sound professional at all. So now that I told y'all that, I'm going to just keep sweating. I'm going to take another shot of this Henny. Shit, ice cold. I like that. Mm. Put some hail in your chest. So, like I said last week, and I'm going to say it every week. This podcast is a podcast based off topics I see on Twitter. Now, the last two topics wasn't topics I saw on Twitter. But a lot of the topics I get for this podcast come straight from my Twitter timeline. Why, you may ask? Because I am a Twitter nigga through and through. 
So in this week's What Happened on My Twitter Timeline, number one, what the fuck is an entanglement? <laughs> oh, my God. Like, tell me what's an entanglement. Like, honestly, what is an entanglement? Like, I don't know. I don't know what an entanglement is. And, like, I talked about it last week, the whole Will Smith and Jada thing, and I think I didn't think I was going to cover it again this week because I think, and I still think that um, everything I said as far as, like, what happened between Jada and August is pretty true. I think that she used a younger man for whatever she needed him for, and then when she was done, she threw him to the side. She didn't even call it a relationship. She called it an entanglement. That goes to show exactly how, exactly how she felt about that nigga. She didn't want that nigga. She didn't care about that nigga. That nigga was some dick to her. And once she was done getting that dick, once she was done feeling so good, she threw him to the fucking side. And honestly, shit be happening. But let me tell you why it's nasty. Let me tell you exactly why it's nasty. Let me Google how old Jada Pickett Smith is. Jada Pickett. Yeah, here we go. I typed in Jada Pickett and her. She's 48 years old, okay? She's she's damn near 50. August Alcina, she's 27. 21-year age difference between the two. That is disgusting. If a man was in those footsteps, we would be crucifying him. And I made it not to make it a man versus woman thing, but it's the facts. It is the facts of the situation. I'm sorry to yell at you guys here. I'm sorry. But it's the facts. So I'm not going to say anything. But an entanglement may be the funniest thing to call a relationship in the history of relationships. Nah, bro, I'm not with that bitch. I'm just in an entanglement. Like, like how does that like how does that fly? Like, I want to know if like <laughs> if like my if my girl ever catch me cheating, which I'm not, baby, I'm not cheating. But if I was to be a cheater and she was to catch me cheating, cause like she go through my phone and like I'd be like, yo, this entanglement, it, I really like it. Well, like she not be mad cause it's, cause it's an entanglement, and I ain't tell her, yo, bitch. Come fuck me tonight. Well, like, will that interaction be different? I don't know. It may be. But I think it's funny that Will Smith said, I think that Will Smith was like, Jada, tell him now, tell me what it is. Now that I brought you to the red table, tell me what it is. And she was just like, I was in an entanglement. Will was like, nah, what was it? She was like, an entanglement, nigga. Fuck you thought I was gonna say. You thought I was gonna change my energy? Nah, that nigga, I was in an entanglement. Also, Jada Pickett Smith may be the most toxic woman in the history of women. Like, honestly, she's a toxic woman. She said, it's part of my, uh, um, I just, the black thing, when you snap a few times when you forget something, uh, my childhood trauma where she has codependency and she needs to feel like she's helping somebody to feel good about herself. That is toxic. Don't, like, don't feel, like, don't get your rocks off by helping me. Help me because you want to help me. Don't help me because you feel like it's going to make you feel better about yourself. That's some that's some bullshit to do. Like, that's, like, some, that's honestly some shit, like, like, if Future did that, we will be, like, crucifying Future. So, I don't, I don't know, man. I think it's, I think it's a, I think it's a nasty thing. And I think we need to get Jada Pickett the fuck out of here. I think it's. I think it's really none of our business, but once Jada made it, once August made it our business, it became our business. So now that it's our business, like, 
I'm going to be real. We need a better answer than that. She talked for, what, 17 minutes it was? 17 minutes is not long enough to explain anything. Every week on this podcast, I shoot to do at least 30 minutes worth of podcast. You telling me you couldn't explain that situation in 17 minutes? Get the fuck out of here, Jada. You're, you're disgusting. In other Twitter news, <laughs> why am I confused about what's a cake or not? Why don't I know what is a cake or not? Like, I, I started seeing this shit maybe two days ago where, like, people were just cutting bell peppers and bell peppers were cakes. I'm like, what the fuck? Why is, first of all, the person that is, from what I can tell, the people that do those videos are the same company. So that company is probably really excited because they're getting, like, a lot of traffic to, like, the YouTube channel or the Instagram or whatever. But it's not good promotion. Like, people really hate that shit. Now, there may be somebody out there, maybe of the millions of people that saw it, maybe it's moved 10,000, 20,000, 30,000, 40,000, 50,000 people who actually like that, and they go to the page to be like, nah, I want that. Make me a cake that look like a butt or whatever. Somebody's doing that for sure, 100%. Still don't matter. That shit disgusting. Why do I know what a cake is? Like, why can't I tell? I think, I'm, I think the funniest tweets I saw, they were like, um... Uh, me grabbing my homie ass to make sure he's not a cake or the John when nigga was like me biting Megan the stocking ass to make sure she not a cake. Like those tweets are so fucking funny to me because look how fast Twitter can just make one, a few videos, a trending topic. And it's a joke that we all get. And if you were off Twitter for like a week and a half, you would not get that joke. You, if you could just came back to Twitter after not being on Twitter for a while, you won't get it. Or let's say you're just a new user to Twitter and you've never been on Twitter. You know how lost you will fucking be? Like, you will be so lost. And that's why Twitter is the superior social media app. It's the superior social media app. Twitter is the best because we can have all the other social media apps in one. Like we can watch TikTok videos. We watched Vaughn videos back in the day. We can have Facebook videos and Facebook screenshots, Instagram videos, all on our Twitter timeline. Also, Twitter makes the most original content. Like, the most original content as far as, like, words or sayings and phrases come from Twitter. If you scroll through Instagram enough, you watch enough bitches' stories, you will see that half of bitches' stories is just tweets from Twitter that somebody screenshot and aggregated all into one page. Niggas collected all these screenshots and made a page. for. And it's, all it is is stolen, stolen content from Twitter. Somebody thought this joke out, wrote a really good joke on Twitter, and now this dickhead embracing black culture or whatever has screenshotted it and made a whole page around stealing other people's content. So Twitter is the superior social media app, and you can't tell me otherwise. There's, there's no, there's no if, ands, or buts about it. It's Twitter over everything. Drop a bomb on that ass, nigga. I gotta take that out of there, but I just saw it. Um. So yeah, that was this week and what I saw on Twitter. But this podcast is coming to an end now, so I think it's time. Where, like I said, this podcast is very structured now. And uh, this week, I want a story time again. Now, I know last week I said I, each week I was going to tell a whole story. But this past week is a special week in my life that I think I want to tell you the story of. It is the one-year anniversary of when one of my, my closest homies ran off on me with $500. And I'm going to go in depth of this story. 
Because we're not friends anymore. He burned that bridge. I'm going to be real with y'all. This nigga lives across the driveway from me. I see him all the time. All the time I see this nigga. Lives across the driveway from me. We are not friends anymore. So, let's go to the story. So, last year around this time, I was living in an apartment. Well, it was, it was a duplex. The first floor of a duplex with my ex-girlfriend and three and four other roommates. Four other roommates. It was two other couples. Okay. Well, at first it was just me, my at first it was me, my ex-girlfriend, and another couple. So we had an empty room inside our house. The empty room was just there because it was another couple that lived there beforehand. They moved out, so we had an empty room. We took up their rent. So this nigga who I'm talking about now, he was my homie, and he had got kicked out of his mama house, right? He got kicked out of his mama house, which happens because he was fucking the the bitch. I'm I'm just gonna call this bitch. The bitch. He was fucking the bitch in his mama house. Okay? True story. Fucking this bitch in, in his mama house. Fucking the bitch. Mama kicked him out. Came to me. He said, bro, can I stay here for a while? I was like, I got to talk to my roommates about it, but I let him, I let him know. I put my neck out on for line for this nigga. like, nah, he got a job. He real reliable with his money. Like he going he gonna to be on time with rent. All that cool flash shit. Put my neck out for him. So this happened around... November 2017, this happened. No, 2018, this happened. I was like, nah, I put my neck online. Nah, he gonna be reliable. He gonna pay his rent. It's gonna be boom, boom, it's gonna, it's gonna go. I said that. I put, I did that for him. Roommate said, nah, it's cool. He moved in. He moved in next week later. Um, he was late the first week of paying rent. He was late because he didn't have enough. Like it was already the middle of the middle of the month when he moved in, and he like the month end of the month came. He's like, I ain't got the money. He's like, bro, don't worry about it. Get it to us next week, or when you got it, he got it to us when he got it. It was over with. So then he starts sneaking the bitch in the house. Now the bitch was not a part of the agreement when when, when we said when I said, bro, you can move in. The bitch was not a part of the deal. She, I, he didn't negotiate that in, but somehow the bitch was there. Right, but we saw it happen slowly. Like the bitch will come over late night, and she just she just don't leave in the morning. Okay, like real late night shit. Like three in the morning, we hear this nigga going to the door and letting her in. Like, I that's weird. And at first she would leave in the, in the morning, but for a while she after a while she just wouldn't leave anymore. She would just be here all night, not staying here. It became weird when. One day I woke up, I was off work. I woke up, I go in the morning, I go, I go make myself a bowl of cereal. And like I'm just I'm in like a I'm in shorts, no t-shirt. I walk in my I walk in my I walk, I walk in my kitchen. This bitch just in my kitchen. The bitch is in my kitchen. I'm like, who the fuck is this? How this bitch here? Whole time my man not here. Like my, the nigga that was my homie, he not here. He at work. So he left this bitch here. So we call a house me, like, bro, she live here now. He's like, yeah, she live here. I was like, all right, well, y'all got to split y'all rent. I don't care how y'all do it. Bitch lost her job or whatever. She couldn't pay the rent, so he's paying all the rent by himself. So now it's January, and, like, like money's slow on their side because this bitch a drug addict. She's smoking weed all the time. She's drinking all the time. But she doing this off his dime. So, like, he ain't never got the money to pay the rent. We looking like, bro, you want some goofy fucked up shit? Give us the money for the rent. Like, three months in a row, he either don't got the rent or he lit on the rent. But I'm, like, sticking my neck out for him because I've known this nigga since, like, the eighth grade. Like, we've been homies forever. So I'm like, nah, bro, we for lifers. He, he, I'm tapped in. Like, you mean he going to get right? Like, he just fucked up right now. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm, I'm, trying, to give him the, I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. That's where I fucked up first. 
once you see somebody showing you their true colors, don't don't keep doing that. Like that nigga showed me who he really was, and for some reason I thought that shit was going to change. It did. By the way, I don't know what just happened in my in my in my headphones. I hope y'all. I was looking at the sound on a Rokas the Pro said was the point, but that's not the point. Three months in, this nigga not he's not paying the rent. It become a certain time around like April or some shit where he's unemployed and she's unemployed. So both these niggas don't got a job. So we're not collecting no rent from these niggas. No rent is being collected from these niggas at all. Like from that one room, there's no rent. So me, my ex. And my other two roommates, we picking up their side of the rent, which is we was already doing that beforehand. But beforehand, we had an extra room that was available to us if anybody wanted to go back there and chill, this, that, and the third. So it's an extra room. But now we got two extra people that's living in the house, not paying rent, smoking weed, drinking, sitting on my couch, watching my cable that I pay for. And I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? So at this point, I start resenting the nigga a little bit. But he my homie, so I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. So we tell this nigga, we was like, bro, you cannot keep not paying rent. You got to let us know when you got the, when you don't got the money. Because, like, like, there was there was telling this shit, like, we won't know when we don't got the rent. It just happens. Like, like, we just won't know. Like, bro, no. You have a whole month to get the rent. You'll know when you don't got the rent money or not. If rent is due on the 3rd, let's say rent is due July 3rd or whatever. By fucking June 28th, you're going to know whether or not you got rent money. That's just how it works. By June 28th, you're going to know. Matter of fact, by June, by June 20th, you should know. Because you know your pay cycle, you know how much you get paid, you gonna know whether or not you got money for rent. It's like, I don't, we don't be knowing. I'm like, well, what y'all be spending your money on for you not to know whether or not you gonna have your rent money or not? Like, what you, like, like what frivolous things are you wasting money on for you to not know whether or not you gonna have money for your living situation, nigga? Like, like, how you carrying it? So we, we give them that talk, like, bro, if you got it, you got it, you gotta have a rent money. If you don't got a rent money, you gonna let us go. We had a conversation in May. They don't, they don't pay May rent. We got to cover the ass. So now we like, at the end of June, we was like, bro, if y'all don't got your money this month, because it's me really sticking, sticking my neck out for this nigga. Like my roommates, my ex, let me tell you, my ex wanted to kick this nigga out in fucking March. She was like, I'm done with this nigga. I'm through with him. She was not cool with this nigga no more. Like there was homies and homies and shit like that because he was my homie. But she was like, he playing with my money now? I don't fuck a ball. And I wasn't even mad at her because like nigga was playing with money. Like, Niggas get house all over money, especially we 22 years old, 21 years old. Niggas ain't rich, you know what I'm saying? Like, niggas ain't got money like that to be just throwing it out like there like that. So she was been trying to kick him out, but I'm sticking my neck out for him. Like, nah, he my dog. He gonna get it together. So then Jew come around. No, May come around. They don't pay rent. So we was like, month of June, we was like, yo, if y'all don't got y'all money, this, this, for the month of June, we kicking y'all out. We told them niggas flat out. They was like, all right, bet, cool. At this point, they should have just told us, nah, we'll move out now. Fuck it. Excuse me. Because me as an adult man, what you're not going to do is give me an ultimatum. That's not what you're going to do. I'll, I'll just leave the fuck now. But them niggas did. They stayed for the whole month of June. The whole month of June. And when time came to pay June's rent in July... But here's where it's fucked up at. 
So at this point in time, I'm down west at my folks' crib and my at my dude's crib. I'm down there for a few days watching my nephews or whatever. My ex called me. She was like, "Yo, babe, you talk to you, I'm a, I'm gonna say his name. You talk to Dev." I was like, "Nah, I ain't talk to that nigga." She was like, "Well, they not here." I was like, "What you mean they not here?" She was like, "Him and that bitch left." What you mean they left? They left, flat out left. When I tell you, I get home that day. I go to the back room. The back room is cleared the fuck out. It's cleared out, dog. Like they packed all their shit up and moved out in the middle of the night when nobody was peeping. Like niggas ghosted us. So she telling me this before I get to the crib and see it. I'm calling this nigga like, all right, bro, what happened? God, son, I'm calling this nigga. He not answering. This. I'm not going to lie. I'm getting mad. At, I'm getting mad all over again. I'm calling this nigga like, yo, but where, like, what's up? Like, what's up? I'm texting him. I'm calling him. I call his brother. I'm calling his, I'm calling mad people who numbers I got because I know his family. I, bro, his douche used to cook me dinner. I used to go to his douche crib, stay there all night. She used to cook me plates of dinner. Like, I know this nigga family. So I'm like, this nigga not going to do this to me. Like, you mean, my dad took me on a trip to Ocean City when, 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 uh, when, uh, when, uh, when, uh, my dad took me on a trip to Ocean City when I was like 13, 14 years old. He came with us. When I tell you me and this nigga slept head to toe, we slept head to toe on a, on a pullout bed in, in, in fucking Ocean City. My dad booked a one-room hotel. My dad was in a room room. We was in a we was in a we was in the living room on on a on a pullout bed. We slept head to toe in that joint. I'm like, bro, this is my man. Like, this is my homie. Like, he not gonna do this to me. Not to me of all people. Like, not to this nigga. You know what I'm saying? Not to the nigga that when he needed a place to say, I said, nah, bro, you got my crib. Like, not to me. He did it to me. Not answering my phone. So then my roommates, they called me. It's like, bro, we about to pull up on this nigga. I said, I bet. I know exactly where his folks live. Let's pull up to his folks' crib. He pulled up to his folks' crib. I, I, he not answering. I'm, I'm ringing the door mad nicely. Not, not, not knocking, not banging. I'm ringing the door mad nicely. Mad nicely. I'm ringing his doorbell. Nobody's answering. Whole time, the whole fucking family home. The whole fucking family is in the crib. They hear me ringing the doorbell. They not answering. They only answer once I start get, when I get disrespectful and I start banging on the door. So I'm like, he come outside, try to rush me. I was like, so hold on. Y'all was in the crib the whole time? He come outside, try to rush me. His mind trying to stop. I'm like, bro, so you telling me y'all was in the crib the whole time? Y'all was in the crib the whole time? That's crazy. That's fucking crazy. So, so now I'm vexed. I'm like, no one thing. All I want is the money. She talk, his mom talking about some, well, he don't owe y'all money. I was like, no, he do. I don't know what he told his mom, but his mom made him believe that he didn't have to pay no money because this, that, and the third, they paid, they, they paid for um, uh, June's rent at the beginning of June, but that's not how rent work. That's not how rent work. Like, like you, you, you lived in the month. And at the end of that month, maybe it was the next, the first week of the next month, you pay rent for the last month. That's how our rent worked. It's, it's different in it's different different places, but that's how our rent worked. So he convinced his mom that they already paid June's rent, which I was trying to tell him, I was trying to tell her mom, like, if he already paid the rent, why would he leave in the middle of the night and not tell nobody? Like, if you, if you, if you really not in the wrong in a situation, why sneak out in the middle of the night? Why block everybody's number so, you, so nobody can call you no more? Like, why are you being so sneaky about it? So, you I mean, long story short, I never got the money. But let me tell you what I did got. I got, uh, so the bitch, 
left uh, her diary in the house. And me and my homie Cam and all my roommates, we passed that diary around. And I'm going to tell you something about this bitch. I'm not going to say her name because I said his name. So if you know him, you know, you know the bitch I'm talking about. The bitch got herpes. I know the bitch got herpes because I read it in her diary. She said she contracted it in 2017. The bitch got herpes. And that nigga was fucking that bitch raw. I know he was. You want her to kick her? They not even together no more. That bitch is with a totally different nigga now. So you telling me this nigga dipped out on me, one of his closest homies, for a bitch that got herpes, and he not even wish that bitch no more? Moral of the story is, listen, don't go cuckoo over no pussy, young nigga. Don't do it. Let me tell you something, because I'm still here. I'm alive. I'm thriving. I got a podcast. I'm saying I don't know what he doing, but I know for a fact that bitch got herpes and she's living on somebody's mama couch again. She back. She basically homeless again. Just with just with another nigga. And that nigga is sad and lonely. So don't go out sad. That was this week's story. That was this week's story wasn't as funny as the whole stories, but it was the anniversary of that shit happening to me, and I thought it would be interesting to tell you. More stories for if you if you if you was that nigga like him, don't go outside. Don't go outside. Like, be true to niggas who have been true to you. That's all I'm gonna say. And if you was in my if you ever in my situation, if you see somebody showing you their true colors, fuck all that. I known you for a long time, shit. That who that nigga really is, and that's who he always gonna be. And believe him when they show you that. So that's all I got to say. Um, this week's song of the week is an unreleased song that I got from my homie JP. JP and Sean, we trust. They sent me a record. JP Janelle Pierre is a, is a Philadelphia artist. Sean Lee Trust is a Philadelphia artist, and they are working on a collab project. It's a collab project they're working on. There were about 11 songs deep, JP told me, and um, they started the project over once they made this record right here because they figured out what the, what the album was going to be about. Now, this song was a song I wanted. I've had this song in my phone for about four, maybe three, four weeks now, and every week I've wanted to come on this podcast and to play it because I fucking love this song. But actually, this last week, I was like, yo, JP, can I play it? He's like, yeah, bro, go ahead, play it. I was like, all right, bet. Only caveat is I got to talk about the progression of the project, which I don't give a fuck about. Like, if he going to tell me what, how deep they are into the project, project then I can come on here and tell y'all so y'all can be on the lookout for it, fuck it, I'll do it. So, this song is called For the Kids, and it's actually one of my favorite songs of in, like, hip-hop history. I'm not going to lie to you. And that's a lot to say because I, Drake is my favorite artist, but this song right here is some gas. So let's play For the Kids by Janelle Pierre and Shelby Trust. I'm going to ask you this one more time. <laughs> you don't fuck with them? Just one more time. You was born or rather down. We said Behenny right now. Off that gas, it got me high. Off my lens, I had the eyes. In this game, I got the code. For that bag, you sold your soul. With that bag, we making flips. I want that cash, I want to shrink. Once you stuck, you start to rock. I want bro to lead a block. I want mama off the meds. There's some nights, can't go to bed. Niggas flexing for a seat. On this side, we live our dreams. On this side, we making plays. My work can't die when I'm in grave. We gon' get it off the street. 
Hit it once, I left the pit. Know it's up just like a tent. They can't see me through these tents. I can't stress about a lane. I know we don't think the same. Only up a jet, not pain. This a trillion dollar brain. I was broke like what's the cost? Turn my brothers to a boss. You got none, so store the sauce. I was down but never lost. Not a fan of you on a Henny right now, nigga? You was up, but now you sick. Show me trust, you know the kids. Make sure now he for the kids. Show him how to live, give him an assist. Came a long way from cutting on my wrist. Now I'm coming back, this nigga, I don't miss. Finally got a shot, coach, you tell me shoot. Brody from the block, he be shooting too. Told me that I'm hot, what we finna do? Take it to the top, and I was like, cool. Brody, he bloody, so I guess it's bull. But don't get it fucked up, that nigga in school. And I'm going too. Hopefully, I can inspire my people to step in my shoes and see what I see. I just want all of you niggas to be the best version of you. Don't try to be me. Whatever you do, just be the B. Instead of T. Right now, I'm focused on building my credit. Still got a bad bitch, I'm playing with debit. Check on nobody, you know I'm a dead. It gon' get your back if you don't know what that is. Shit, I'm a killer, I swear I'm a dead. Only up, bitch, you know where I'm headed. You know, little light on my swear I'm gonna let it shine. I'm ballin' like I'm Bobby Pettin' and good things happen. Lately, I've been feeling like these good things snap. And this is more to rap. Tell me what's a dream if you ain't putting the action. You don't get to live all the things that is happening. You say words, I'm making moves, I'm saying verbs. That means I do, why you just heard. You smoking loud, but ain't got no herb, ain't got no green. I'm asking you again. Yo. I fucking love that song. Listen, JP, I know you listening right now. Please drop that. Like, please. Put that on Apple Music. Put that on Spotify. I need that. Like, I got it already. But the people need that. We want that. Come on, man. But that was For the Kids by Janelle Pierre. Oh, that's a drunk bird. By Janelle Pierre and Sean We Trust off their upcoming uh, collab project. Like I said, there were 11 songs deep before. They they recorded that record. It was like, nah, we know which direction we're going to go into and now they're going, you know, work on some new songs. So that song is the song that's give them the that, that gave them di- the direction they needed to really define what the project was going to be to define the sound of the project. Um, yeah, man. This episode was a good episode. Uh, I didn't think I was going to be able to do 50 minutes. I did 46 minutes plus ads and stuff. I'm going to get like 50 minutes. So I didn't think I was going to be able to do that this week. I, did, I honestly didn't think I had enough content, but I did. And I appreciate everybody for listening, man. Listen, two weeks in a row, we're back at it, man. We're back at it with the content. And I prepared, I'm prepared to do it again. Um, yesterday, today's what? Sunday, what, the 12th? That's, that, that's, that's when I record. Um, so Saturday... I recorded um, a versus battle between my homie Barry and my homie Cam. Um, I'm going to drop that on the podcast feed. So once I edit it down to like be listenable and shit like that, I'm going to drop that on the podcast feed. It was supposed to be live. It was supposed to be a Who's House production, um, but it you know shit happens. So I'm going to drop that on the podcast feed. Um, I'm going to label it as such. Uh, Cam versus Barry versus Battle. If you don't want to listen to it, you don't want to listen to it. If you want to listen to it, you want to listen to it. It doesn't matter to me. I'm going to put it out because I it's, I think it's pretty funny. I do a parody of Funkmaster Flex through the whole thing. I'm dropping bombs and dropping gunshots before records. I'm talking before the records. I'm drunk off Henny. It's really a good... A, I'm drunk. It's really a good... Um, 
I don't know if it's a good listen. I haven't listened to it all the way back yet, but it's actually really fun to listen to. So if you if you if you're a fan of like '90s hip hop or like you know how old radio shows used to go when like niggas go up there and freestyle, if you like that kind of shit, uh, it's a good parody of that. If you're a fan of the versus battles that Swiss Beats has set up, um, yeah, you're gonna like it. I think you're gonna like it. So um, next week I'll be back again. Oh, before I also, I want to start doing two podcasts a week. That's what I want to do. I want to do two podcasts a week. Um, I was just talking to Keisha about this. I don't know if I'll have enough content to actually talk about because I it takes me about a week to write the script for the podcast I did today. For each podcast, I have a script for it. It takes me about a week to gather all the topics and form opinions on them to actually put it out. So I don't know if I have enough, you know, time to do two podcasts a week, especially with me going back to work soon. But maybe I can get um, Chef from the Drunk Pods. We can do um, uh, a midweek episode. We can do that. I don't know. But I want to start doing two episodes a week. That's something I really want to do. Um, just putting out more content to the world just seems like a good idea to me at this point. So that's what I really want to do. I just really want to put more content out. Um, so if you start to see me drop two podcasts a week again, just listen to it. Why you should? Pfft, look at me really bodying shit, nigga. <laughs> okay, this has been another episode of the Listen to This Wishes podcast, the home of Potty Mouse, the fastest growing podcast in the history of podcasts. Do not Google that. That is a fact, though. Who are you going to believe, nigga, me or Google? The motherfuckers are mining your data right now. Be afraid of them. I have been your host, Dom Sharp. And there's two things in this world that every human has, opinions and assholes. I so happen to be an asshole with an opinion. Thanks for listening. Well, thank you for listening to that whole podcast. You are appreciated. You are a gem, and I love you. And if you made it through that whole podcast, do me one more favor. Well, actually, three more favors. Go over to my Instagram page at Listen to This While You Shit. Give us a follow. Go over to our Twitter page, Listen and Shit. Give us a follow. And if you had the time left over, if you only if you had the time, go over to our Apple Podcast page and leave us a rating review. Tell us why you like the podcast or why you hate the podcast. Either way, I want to know. Give us a one star or five star. You let us know and tell me why so I can improve based off your review and I can get better. The only way I'm ever going to get better is if you tell me why I suck. So thanks for listening.